Joshua Homme, Dean Fatida of Queens of the Stone Age, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Mm. Oh, we had a short ride in the lift together. This is our second time of meeting. And I like how uh, we are meeting as well. It is super old school. Not enough bands are swinging through radio stations before they play sold out shows at the Horton Pavilion. I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I sort of prefer coming in than Zooming too hard. Yes. You know? Uh, COVID really killed the Zoom, I found. I th- it, was, it was certainly easier, but you don't get that human connection. It's just... It's just not as cool. Mm. I don't know. It's a huge blanket word that means nothing, but it's just yeah. cooler. I'd rather do this, actually. Absolutely. You know? Um, how's the tour been so far? Tour has been wonderful. Yep. Um, you know, we've been waiting a long time to come back here. It was six years, I think, since the last show. We, yes. We ended the last tour in Perth. Um, you know, it's always highlight of the of the touring cycle to come to Australia. Do Aussie audiences offer anything unique to other audiences around the world? The flat Perthers. <laughs> yeah, they right. believe that Perth is flat, 100% flat. Over there, on yeah. that coast? Some okay. do, some don't. It was very strange. No. Um, <laughs> the ones that do, you can't. Man, it is so big. I've never been to Perth. Out of it. it's I've never strange. been to Perth. That's, a th- that's how big this country is. I'm 33. I've yeah. never been to Perth. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. This is what I hear. It's wonderful. Apart from, you know, the... The flat Perthers. Yeah, I mean, it's to stay cl- steer clear of them per flat Perthers. But uh, <laughs> no one's perfect, you know what I mean? They're nice. Yeah. Um, I I uh, I think for us the benefits is the slow travel that happens yeah. here. So you know, and I feel the same. You know, um, the the luxury too is that New Zealand treats it the same way, and so you actually get moments to enjoy. Yeah. Like Dean and I, for example, last night we we just you know held hands and walked along the water and then went to dinner and, and just had a, like, I would say a romantic, like a lovely romantic night. Well, it depends it on the cuisine. What cuisine did you a have? Wonderful first date. It was cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> That's a hell of a night. <laughs> um, I noticed you're switching out the set list too. And I find like not a lot of bands are doing that these days. It's just, you know, set and forget. Is that important to keep that sort of mystery at a Queens of the Stone Age show? Yeah, it's essential. I think yeah. for our, our, our mindset, just being able to enjoy our, our shows, you know, mm. I know Josh gets bored if we, <laughs> if we start cycling through the same thing too many nights in a row. And, you know, we're also in a, an amazing position in you know city like uh, Sydney, where we're doing two shows, mm. two nights. And a lot of those same people are going to be there in the front row. I can guarantee it won't be the you same. Know, it will not be Perfect. the same. I, I, and I can guarantee it won't be the same any two nights because first of all, um, most bands do do that. Mm. <laughs> they do do that. They do do. And, they, and, and we don't do do yeah. that. Uh, no. and, and, and part of it is, is as a response to these other bands and, and a little bit of a gauntlet of like, you know, on, on one hand. And on the other hand, um, we've come so far. And yeah. I mean that f- like geographically, <laughs> you know, we've come so far and, um, we're supposed to come set ourselves and everyone free so that you have one special night. You know, yeah. I know, I know so many people that don't like their jobs and then they save up money and go get a ticket. Yeah. And we're just going to come out and play the same thing every night and say the same thing. Mm. I, I don't even want that job because why would I be traveling if I'm just going to do the same rigor morale? Yeah. It's not cool. And it's not, it's almost like it's not like there are shows that are more like a show in quotes. Like the Taylor Swift thing at the moment. 
Sure. Yeah. But I hope to God she says something different every night, a little bit. There's a couple of songs she plays differently I, out of I, 45. Yeah. Is that too many for a set? I would say yes. I, well, that's a I, lot. That's a, well, I mean, I just, we use the, um, the yardstick of like, I don't want anything to be more than two hours. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Leave them wanting more, right? <laughs> Never leave them wanting, wanting less. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, just your relationship with radio, because as I mentioned, it is rare that bands are coming through these days, and I so much appreciate it as, as a big fan of, of both of you. What's your relationship with radio, radio? Do you remember the first time you heard your band, whatever band that was, um, on the radio? Um, was it Queens or Caius or... Yeah, no one ever played Kais on the radio, nor okay. was it nor was it designed to be. And you know, we've always had a very strange relationship with the radio because um, we're a strange band. Mm. We're not an easy, you know, we're not always a spoonful of sugar, and and so we kind of don't fit in anywhere. It's by the same token, if you want to be on the outside, you have to go outside of everything. Yeah. And so I think feel like I'm okay with that. Mm. You know. Um, you know, I think radio has this amazing opportunity that I wish it would take a little more sometimes where if you just play the good stuff, no matter what that is, and you don't get too hell bent on beating it down like that, yeah. there's so much out there, you know, um, and I would love to see radio take that risk more personally. I agree. There needs to be yeah. more exploration, I guess. Yeah. But the hands are tied sometimes. I'd like my hands untied. Yeah. I, well, I sure. think I think that's the problem is that you know, if 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 jocks had more power to just let their taste vein shine. Ooh, I like this. I'm clipping this out. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm playing this in a meeting. Well, I mean, I, I had you know, I mean, uh, I not everything needs to be homogenized and mm. co and and under one hub. Mm. I think people's taste veins is how you trust someone. And I think of Wolfman Jack playing whatever he wanted. Yeah, and also getting paid every once in a while to play something, but whatever, you know, like, <laughs> I was but people say trusted same, that. Yeah. 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 It was almost like, uh, you know, celebrity status in, like in Detroit, you knew the DJs on mm. Detroit rock radio and you would tune into their shows to see what they were going to, it was exciting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A bit like a show in itself. Yeah. Um, congratulations on the new record too, or the latest record. I love it. Straight jacket fitting is my jam. Uh, emotion sickness. Were you listening to the Eagles at all? I noticed a little bit of eagles in emotion sickness. You know, just the floaty harmonies. Right. Yeah. Maybe so. I mean, you know, the Eagles are a strangely divisive band for some reason. I, I love the Eagles. I love the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. You look like you love the Eagles, Dave. I I do. I have some. Yeah, man. I have a few favorites. We have one in the car, an eagle. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. It gets uh, scratchy. Yeah, I think I think especially in the past, if if we recognized anything that seemed like an influence too on the sleeve. You know, I've got a habit of trying to cut it out mm. so that it sounds more and more original and unto itself. I think as the years have gone on, I, I look at that as a tip of the hat and a sign of respect. I, I can't say per se that um, that it's a deliberate tip of the hat to the Eagles. Probably more Crosby, you know, Stills and Nash yeah, than anything. Yeah, Yacht but, Rock sort of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's as much about trying to figure out the little things we haven't done. Mm. And if you do a hundred little things different, the grand teetotal is, is yeah, uh, far Absolutely. away. Um, it is very dark. I mean, there are moments of, of uh, there are bright spots like that, like those floating harmonies, but uh, you were very uh, open about your, your health battles and I'm so glad you will. Not on purpose, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone, so I said something off the record and it sort of took a I life did on it? its own. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. I just wanted to say, I'm so glad you will. Oh, I appreciate um, that. Did that inform 
the the record i i guess so the it, lyrical content that all happened after after um it all happened after the record was finished right. but but i do think that in general um i've come to it's not that i enjoy the struggles of life i just um i like what comes along with um not dying i guess that's my fourth time it's nice, <laughs> it's my it? fourth time has it given like, you a, like a new perspective always yeah uh, always this is like you know for me that the all the stuff that queens has done before is our chapters in a book which is closed and we're starting this one now mm. with and and i guess maybe that gives a um an appreciation for what we do that's it's not like i didn't appreciate it before yeah. but i'm certainly like uh it's what we have is really nice and so I, that we come to do a good job mm. you know um talk to me about uh, Rick Rubin's studio. I saw some of the the record was done there. What what is it about Shangri La that is so conducive to to creativity? It seems for so many bands. It was close to my house. Great, <laughs> geographically, <laughs> it was near you. No, I mean it is a it's it's almost it's almost overwhelmingly peaceful. Like yeah. you know, in the morning when it's a beautiful morning and you take a, a your first sip of tea or mm. coffee. And you sit back with the paper on a Sunday and you go, ah, oh, it's like that 24 hours that a day. That sounds lovely. <laughs> right. But also you have to like, you're not there to sit on the chaise mm. of, of life emotionally. So it's, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And um, I kept saying like, here, here's a needle every 10 minutes, just poke me with this thing. So yeah. I go, hey. Yeah, jolt you out of it. You know, um, but it's, that's really stunning. You didn't. You didn't get to spend too much time there. I had a couple of weeks. There. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's also the, uh, you know, the historical Bob Dylan in the band. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. Know, history of of that place. It was just cool to feel that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed our time there um, for the different perspective. We, we've done a lot of work in in Pink Duck over the years, and it, mm. it was it was nice. You know, it wasn't like a big part of the record that we spent there, but it was just enough to alter our view on what we were doing. Yeah, you know, towards the towards the end a little bit. Um, you you've both had your fair share of like high profile collaborations as well. I know you worked together with Iggy Pop on mm -hmm. Post Pop Depression. Yeah, is that one that that stands out for you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could have done that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, um, I've never been allowed to participate in something that was cooler than that. Mm. Um, I mean, it cannot be overstated. You know, there are people that are like, if you, and I'm from my hometown, there was like 30,000 people when I was growing up there. And if you're one in 30,000, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then you go into like the city and then, and maybe, maybe you're even a one in a million person, mm. but there's 8 billion people and he's gotta be, Iggy Pop has got to be a one in 4 billion. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's eight. I'm just saying it's four. So there's, you know, because we see the another person, person too. We see the <laughs> one we see the, the person. But what's he like as as a musician? What's what's it like when the work comes into it? He puts a lot of work into mm. the words. He's he's one of the great poets because he's willing to say something. He has an incredible word economy, so his word choice is amazing. So he says a lot and a little. Yeah. Um, he means it as fuck. I mm. mean, he there's not a fake bone and and he's 
his willingness. So what are you willing to do? You know, mm. life is about seizing moments out of the sky and, and making them yours and taking part in them and not necessarily making them yours, but taking real part in the moment. And mm. he s- steals moments from the sky yeah. all the time. And his willingness is just, it's more than yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, that's what it is. And, um, He's also one of the biggest loners I've ever known, even though there's people around all the time. Really? It's loner you, or outsider or both. It's it's he's a loner a little bit because um you could empathize with Iggy, but it's 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 some of what he has and what he's gone through, you can't understand. Yeah. I mean, he's more of a pioneer. People used to hate Iggy mm. for years. It's just they didn't understand it. He's he's at the very center of the explosion yeah. of making art in the modern day. Uh, before I let you go, and thank you again so much for coming in, uh, Aussies love hearing what you love about Aussies. Uh, <laughs> that's our thing, man. Uh, any Our Auss- favorite thing is pouch, if you're, that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about music? What, what Aussie music do you have a particular affinity with? You know, it's. I'm sure the answer everybody gives, but I can't. Is it in excess? <laughs> well, in excess. I fucking in love excess. In excess. <laughs> you love in excess. Oh my God, there I it is. fucking love in excess yeah. so much. Why wouldn't you? Why oh. wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, that's how I wish pop music was still. Mm. It's just like um, the tunefulness of it. Mm. That, that's what I wish. I, I don't care if it's a boy band, a girl band, or anything. It's, doesn't, it's just the tunefulness I miss of that, you know? Mm. Don't ask me. What you know is true. Or all going, I remember being in second grade hearing uh, the one thing mm. and just being like, oh my God, I fucking love this song. So yeah. <laughs> don't, don't change. And he's cutting up, don't yeah. change. Oh my yeah. God. For me. Right. Uh, but it's easy to kind of go on and on because then you start watching, like, I, I can't count the amount of times I've watched Bon Scott era ACDC yeah. TV well, appearances. <clears throat> ACDC, that's why I bought a guitar, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. But I mean, I, we we took CW Stone King with us last tour. Great band. And the chats. And uh, and now we're with Pond, who's from Perth. Oh, I'm like, so, good. And, and so it's always, you know, it's always very simple to pick Aussie acts to take with you. Mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really not, it's the kind of the easiest of all the touring areas to figure out how to do this. Um, quick fun fact for you. I was talking to Kirk Pingilly and Tim Farris about mm-hmm. why they didn't play Don't Change at Wembley. Do you know why? Do not. They forgot. <laughs> <laughs> they just straight up forgot. Oh, uh, I always forget to remember too. It was their biggest show. It's like yeah. we always played it last, except yeah. the biggest show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I cannot thank you enough for swinging by. Uh, best of luck, not that you need it, the next couple of nights. I've been a fan for so long, and I will for uh, ever after. So uh, Joshua Homme, Dean Fatita, thank you so much. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. Thank Cheers. You.